everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology. But the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've not yet met in person, but is another match from Podmatch. He's an author, a coach, a Marine veteran, and a former teacher. It's John Jarman. Hi, John. Hi, Julia. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being here. Why don't you share a little bit more about yourself with the listeners? Um, well, like you said, I, um, I'm an author. I just uh, finished writing a book. It's entitled Broken and Redeemed. Um, it was picked up by Morgan James Publishing. Um, and it's basically my life story and, and how I came to know Jesus. And um, it's been a it's been a very, uh, I, I call it a God thing. So I use that term in my book quite a bit. And it's, it's been truly a blessing over the last year, um, seeing the book come to um, print. That is exciting. I've always, that's a goal of mine. I, I hope to one day be a published author as well. Is that a goal that you've always had to be a published author or just kind of something God surprised you with? Well, it, he surprised me with it um, back in 2014. I, actually, Julie is my uh, counselor who I'd been working with and told me I needed to write a book. And I kind of laughed at her mm. back then because, <laughs> you know, my high, my high school career wasn't the best. I flunked English and, and I have dyslexia. And then I'm, so I'm not really a writer, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh when I submitted the manuscript to my editor, I told her those things. And she said, well, you're mm-hmm. an author. I'll make you a writer. And and that's what she did. But, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the the thing that was really a truly blessing was uh, in last February uh, when the spirit um, kind of kicked me in the tail to finish the book. I had about five chapters done and um, I finished the book in four, four weeks. So Wow, that is impressive. So you are currently, you said, in the Pacific Northwest. Have you always lived there? Um, no, I, after the Marine Corps, I've kind of bounced around in my coaching career. Um, so I went to Ohio University and I have a master's in physical education. Um, and then I moved down to North Carolina, coached there, moved to Georgia, um, and coached down there for a little while and taught PE in, in both locations. And I moved back home in 20. 20- 2005. My mom was sick. I'd lost my dad in 20, in 2003. And so um, I came home for Christmas and just thought, you know, I need to stay at home. And and so after 18 years of absence, I came back to the Northwest and I've been here since. Oh, wow. So I actually am from Ohio originally. So I'm pretty familiar oh. with Columbus. I'm, I'm from Cleveland. No, nope, nope. I was, I was, I was in, a, <laughs> I was in Athens. Not, I, I'm a bobcat, not a Buckeye. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm familiar yep. with that yep. area as well. Yeah. Um, my uncle used to call it like, is there a Hawking River down there or something? Yep. Yep. We call <laughs> it Harvard on the Hawking. <laughs> yeah. That's what he used to call it too. Yep. <laughs> that's, really yep. that's what we, that's what we call it. <laughs> That's funny. So, yep, I'm familiar with it. And then, and then too, I I also, uh, you know, during the time of me, you know, finding my faith and finding freedom through through Christ, I actually enrolled in seminary, and I'm I'm eight hours shy of a master's of theology. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'll be I'll go back and finish that here in a little bit. I had to, I had to quit school because I had I had my own business. Plus, I was running a gym at another place. And so it was just too much work and, and I couldn't finish the schooling. So oh, I get that. I, I got my master's while I was teaching full time. So it was, I had pretty much no life <laughs> those for yep. those four years. It took me four years. It could have taken, you know, a lot less time, but because I could only take like one class after school mm-hmm. and I did work in the summers and stuff. So I get it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of reading, research and writing. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much reading. I, I, I love to read. And so I, 
I missed like reading for a while because I couldn't read for my for like pleasure. I had to read for you know the papers <laughs> for purpose. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoy I enjoy, enjoy reading and having my life back. But um, I'm glad that you're here to share with us. And you've chosen a passage from John's first letter. We're going to do one John chapter one verses five through ten. So I'm going to have you read uh, those verses for us. Um, can I ask? Do you know which translation you're using today? Um, I'm using the NIV. Cool. All right. So whenever you're ready, I'm going to have you read that for us. Okay. This is a message we heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, he is in the light and we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and the word is not in us. Okay. So I'm just going to give a little bit of background about this letter and just kind of where we're at with with John's letter. So uh, no one's picked a letter from John. We've done lots of letters from Paul. We've done a lot from John's gospel, but we've never done one of his letters. So um, this letter starts much like his gospel, which both start like Genesis. So like right before this verses one through four start like what was from the beginning and it's kind of like in the beginning and, and that's mm-hmm. the way John's gospel starts too. So it's, it's, I just love that John does that. He definitely has a style and he definitely wants people to connect to the, that Jewish root, like those old Testament roots, which I love. And as you read, this part of the letter continues with the theme of light, which starts in Genesis and is continued here. And I, I kind of had my conversion when I was in high school in the 90s. And the song, I don't know if you're familiar with DC Talk, like the band. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. I'm a Toby Mac fan, so... Yeah. So like this verse, it's like that song in the light by DC Talk is what comes to Mm -hmm. mind. But the footnotes here from this particular verse talk about how light is to be understood here as truth and goodness and that darkness here is error and depravity. And to walk in light or darkness is to live according either to truth or error and not just merely intellectual error or truth, but moral as well. So Mm -hmm. that's just a little bit about like what John's talking about and where he's coming from. But my question for my guests is, why did you choose? this passage, John? Why this passage? Well, um, it has a lot to do with with uh, me giving up control. And um, that was the one thing in my faith walk that, that I always clung to um, because, you know, I, I was, I kind of controlled everything in my life um, from age 12. Um, and, and it just, I was super hesitant on giving up control. When I, when I be started to follow God, I, I, always say, you know, I want it in John's timing where everybody was like, no, it's in God's timing. And I said, well, I don't care. I want, (laughs) you know, and so that was one of the Mm -hmm. things that was hard for me to give away. And I was going through a really dark time. And in November of 2016, I fell to my knees and I started praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And then I, when I got done praying, I opened up the Bible and this was the verse that I opened up to. And, and I, when I read it, I just, it hit me and I went, I need to change my life because basically I was doing what verse or verse, what verse six says is, you know, I claim to have fellowship, yet I was still walking in the darkness. And, and, you know, when I looked at that and I said that, you know, we lie and the truth, we don't live out the truth. I went, I need to change my life. And then I started reading the rest of it. And it just, you know, that, that whole thing 
really woke me up to 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 how I was walking and and what I needed to do to start truly abiding by the word that's written in the Bible. So that's great. Um, I I love this passage because it yeah it connects with my kind of conversion story too. And I don't really have much of a conversion story. I believe all of us go through like many kind of mini conversions. Sometimes we have a big one or multiple right. big ones, and then sometimes we just have like kind of steady little conversions. But um, I mentioned that you know and. and high school in like the 90s, I kind of had like a, a come to Jesus, even though I've been raised Catholic my whole life, I just really made my faith personal. I also was struggling like through depression as a teenager. And I like didn't know where else to go to kind of like what you were describing, mm-hmm. had kind of hit like some interior darkness. And I just felt like that song and, and I, I can connect how this verse too. So what do you think it is about this verse that is like such a strong like verse for people with conversions? Like what is it that like, like it, it, it does, it just like strikes at the heart. Like, well, I, I, you know, for me, it just, I mean, it's, it's such a simple thing that, that John tells us, you know, because, you know, God is the light and if, and there is no darkness mm-hmm. in him. And so, you know, we, we, and, and I say this is, you know, any Christian, if, as they become a Christian, you know, their old self is going to take a while to get rid of. And and I think mm-hmm. he's trying to let us know that, you know, even though we claim to have fellowship, that we really got to look and, and, and at ourselves and see where we're still walking in the darkness. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is, as we goes through, he says that he, you know, if we confess our sins, he's going to be faithful and just and forgive us and purify us. So he's telling us that, hey, here's what you got to do. You got to keep going and you got to examine yourself. And you got to look and see where the darkness is. It's still in you. And then you need to confess that. Um, And, you know, I love the verse 10 where he says, you know, if we Mm -hmm. claim, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. So, I mean, if we say Mm -hmm. that there's no sin in us, then we make God out to be a liar. And, you know, that's Mm -hmm. pretty powerful. You know, we've, I've met people who say that they don't sin anymore. And I kind of just look at them and go, you sure? Because, you know, I mean... You know, because, you know, even, you know, my, I used to have a really bad temper and it, and it's gone away for the most part, but it still arises from time to time because yeah. it's the old self, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. that's, but this verse just makes it, yeah, it arises. And I have to say that I still have sin in me. Um, otherwise, you know, it's not a good thing. So, but we, we can rest in verse nine that if we confess our sins, that we are purified and, and he forgives us. So, but I use this term and, and, you know, as, as we walk with God, um, we, we still have sin in us, but we sin less because we start to look at the things that we used to do and they become uncomfortable. The more you start to walk with God and, um, you know, this, this verse or all of these verses kind of show us that in my opinion. No, I like how you said that, that once we start walking with God, it's not that we, are never going to sin again, but that we sin less. And mm-hmm. and I think that's right. I think that um, as we start our journey with God, hopefully we develop um, good habits, you know, things like prayer, um, self-reflection, reading scripture, um, doing good deeds, like, and those kinds of good habits can help us to, to sin less and focus on the good. So I guess my next question for you is when you started your faith journey, when you started to walk in the light, like what were those first steps that you took? Like what were those first steps that you took in the light to walk with him? It it was, it was prayer and reading. Um, it was, and I still, I still do, you know, I still devote about an hour in the morning. Um, that's my Mm -hmm. time. Um, and it's, you know, 30, 40 minutes of prayer and then the rest is dedicated to reading or it could be, you know, a little bit 
tainted the other way where I read more and grade less. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's every day. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm it, for me, because I, I work at a gym and I, I'm work at 5 a.m., and, um, so for mm. me, it's up at three 30 and, and that's where wow. I, you know, I'm, yeah. So, and, and except for the weekends, I get up a little bit later. Um, I get up, make sure I'm up at about five 30, um, because I like to, I like to pray during the fourth watch, which is, you know, from 3am to 6am, um, because working with my mentor and working through some of the things I needed to do, um, that's the most spiritual time. And, and so I like to pray during that time. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Like the, I'm not familiar with the, the fourth so, watch. Can you so the that? fourth, when the, when the Romans took over Jerusalem, they brought their clock and everything. And so it's a military term. And, the, and so the fourth watch mm-hmm. for the Romans is 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Um, and if you look back through the Bible, a lot of the significant events, like the parting of the Red Sea, Jesus captured in Gethsemane, him walking on the water, they all occurred during the fourth watch. Um, and and mm. so I did a little research in that. And there's some, I forget exactly how many significant events in the Bible that took place in that. But as I worked with my mentor, um, he told me that that was the most spiritual, but it's also the most demonic time. Um, and so, mm. you know, that's why I was being woken up before I, before that night I fell on my knees. I used to get woken up during that time and have just these weird dramatic nightmares kind of things and it was because of the strongholds that I had and and working with Scotty and going through what I did with his mentorship um you know that all it all went away and now it's that's where I spend my time in prayer time wow no I think yeah I've never made that connection for or had it I guess named by by that term before mm-hmm. but it does make sense when you think about the moments where Christ is praying like the agony in the garden for example example yes. like that's a, a time where he is He's praying and he's totally united with God, but then also he's being tempted. Um, And I can see also how in in Exodus as well, that there are moments like that where that happens. And I used to live in a convent. I'm Catholic. And I thought I was going to be a nun for a minute, but that didn't, wasn't God's plan. Um, But we would get up really early too. And, you know, a lot of people in religious life, they do start their days really early to pray. And I Mm -hmm. do think it's a really peaceful, prayerful, like holy, quiet time. So I think that's, yeah. that's amazing that you get it early. Well, and it, it's, it, here's the thing. It's been since 2016. So we're 2022 right now. So it's, you know, a good solid six years of doing that. So, um, so it's, it's yeah. routine. It's built into me now. And, and, you know, having been a Marine veteran, you know, I'm used to getting up early. <laughs> so, yeah, true. you know, true. um, but you know, the, I'm, I'm up battling, you know, for my spiritual, welfare. Um, and it's just, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, the term fourth watch, it relates to me too, because of the military part of, part of me. Yeah. So no, it's beautiful. I I'm a teacher, so we get up early too. Like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. at school, I have to be at school at seven 30, which maybe doesn't sound late to you, but to, or early to you, but my friends are all like still sleeping at seven 30 when I have to yep. be at work. Well, here's, here's the funny thing, Julie, when I, when I tell people that they, they're like, how do you get through the day? You know? And I'm like, I, yeah. cause I give God that time. He gives me the energy to make it through the day. And, you know, so that's the easy part of it. And, you know, the, so you asked the question, what do I, what did I do in my early part is, is that was it. It was the prayer and the reading and, and the reading started to become more visible. And, the, and, and so I started digesting the Bible rather than just reading it. Um, because it was mm-hmm. shortly after that, probably in 2000, late 2017 is when I started getting the tug to go to, to get deeper into the word. And when I enrolled in seminary and, you know, to, to, and, and our God has a f- sense of humor because I used to not like reading the old Testament. Um, I used to call it mm-hmm. the dark side of the Bible. And, and my first class in seminary was old Testament review. <laughs> 
So, you know, I, I thought, okay, you do have a sense of humor, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's what I did. And, you know, and I still practice that. So. So like I get up in the morning and I, like I said, I have to be at work at seven 30 and I do give myself some quiet time, not 30 to 40 minutes, which you have, which is awesome. But you know, at least like 15 minutes, I would say, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I can manage. So what would you say for maybe people who don't have that time or can't do the the fourth watch? Like, do you have other tips or strategies maybe for people who could have a little less time in the morning? You know, I think, you know, prayer, you can pray, you can pray anywhere, you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and if you're in a rush and you don't have time, I mean, when you're driving to work and you're stuck in a traffic jam, that's the best time to pray, you know, cause you're by mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, I pray during work, you know, when I'm walking around and I have some, you know, I just, I pray, you know, if I, if I have a spare moment. So, I mean, you know, Time, I think, is is irrelevant. You can always find just a little bit of time to, to do that. Um, and not to sound mean or anything, but, you know, if, if, if it's important to you, you'll find the time. Um, we have to make sacrifices right. in our walk. Um, my sacrifice is time. Some, one of my sacrifices, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but, you know, if you can't do it in the morning, I'd say definitely try to do it before you go to sleep um, because you can, you know, mm-hmm. go to find some quiet time for 30 minutes or something before you go to sleep and, and make sure that you have, you know, some kind of time devoted to that. Um, you know, and, and what I learned from, from that prayer and and working with my mentor is, you know, prayers, just not us talking to God. It's us sitting in the silence and listening for his voice. Um, and I think that's the hard part for some Christians is, is they don't sit and listen, um, because we are in a fast paced world. They just pray, get it done, and they're off to work instead of sitting and listening mm-hmm. for the Spirit to talk to them. Um, one of the things I pray about in the morning is I always ask God what's on His heart and ask Him to tell me what He wants me to pray for. And, you know, sometimes I hear something, sometimes I don't, but it's it's I sit and I wait and I listen. And then if something mm-hmm. comes to mind or comes in my heart, then then I pray for that. I think it's really beautiful. I think, you know, a relationship and conversation is listening as well. And so I, I listen through, I think, reading in scripture, I believe, obviously, that's his word. So I feel like right. that's him speaking to me. But I love that you kind of ask him too, like what, what he wants to say, maybe he'll give you a different word, or I just I mm-hmm. love that to get us kind of back to the the scripture. I love it's, that verse seven just hits me. It's the DC talk song. I can't help it. But I love. <laughs> um, so if, <laughs> yeah, if we walk in the light, as he in the light, um, the next part, though, is then we have fellowship with one another. Yes. And then, as you mentioned, the latter part is the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. I wondered if we could talk about the fellowship part with one another, because mm-hmm. some, you know, think we're talking about like personal prayer and our one-on-one time with God. But um, how have you seen maybe that part about like growing in fellowship with with others? Well, it's 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 the discipleship, um, and and you know, I think that's you know, we were called to disciple the nations, and and I think you know, God didn't put us here to do this by ourselves. He, we have to have the horizontal yeah. relationship with, with our brothers and sisters. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, the discipleship that I had with, with Scotty Kessler was second to none. Um, and so are you familiar with the book, uh, master plan of evangelism? I'm not, no. Okay. So master it's written by Dr. Robert Coleman, who is it, and it's sold millions and millions of copies. Um, but it's basically the manuscript to disciple, um, and, and my mentor, Scotty was mentored by Dr. Coleman. And so I'm actually a grandchild of Dr. Coleman, as far as the discipleship 
goes mm-hmm. through. And so for me, that fellowship with one another is critical um, because part mm-hmm. of discipleship is accountability. And I think the accountability part holds us to walking in the light rather than, you know, walking in the darkness. And it helps us see mm-hmm. where we might still be walking in the darkness to fix that. And so mm-hmm. it ties beautifully into this whole you know, five verses. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. to me, that's one of the most important parts of our walk is, is to be together with, with others. I agree. I think sometimes we get, uh, at least me as a Catholic, I feel, you know, we come into mass and we're taking care of like our obligation and we have all this time for personal prayer. You know, I think especially during the pandemic, we've been so isolated, you know, right. it's, it's, we need to be reminded that we are part of this one body, you know, to reference like Paul's letters, like that we are all connected. So I love how you shared that, that mentorship is so important of, for the walk. Cause I agree, like our walk might start with just a prompting from God, but then we can't do it alone. Like we need to find other Christians that can help us. And I can think of the people in my life too, who are there for me when I needed people to walk with me. So I don't know if you want to say right. anything more about well, that or anything else? Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I, when I got to this point where I'm at now, I, I looked back to my life and, and, you know, where I first accepted Christ and, and, you know, what, you know, what it was like. And, you know, if I had somebody back then that stepped up and, and walked along and said, Hey, I'm going to disciple you and a mentor you, um, you know, mm-hmm. who knows what my walk would have looked like. Um, I think I did go through what I went through for the purpose, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I try not to, you know, I always think of altar calls, you know, and you're at church and, you know, raise your hand if you accept Christ. Well, okay, now what do those people do? You know, they have to have mentorships because they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to read the Bible. They don't know how to study the Bible. Um, and, you know, they don't understand what Bible memorization is. And so they need somebody to teach them that. And, and I think that's what John is talking about here is we have to be in fellowship with one another. Um, how can we maybe disciple somebody like once we feel pretty solid, you know, and that we feel like we can mentor somebody, like what are some, some things that you think we can do to help people? Well, you know, for me, what I would do is just what Scotty did for me. And and he has it outlined in what he calls the big 10. And it's basically a 10 step process that teaches us how to pray. And since what, what grade level do you teach? Middle school. Oh, you'll (laughs) love this. So it's called tacos. Prayers. If you ever heard of tacos, tacos prayers. So it's Thanksgiving, adoration, confession, supplication, or, or, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, adoration, confession, others, and self. So tacos. Mm -hmm. And so we, when we disciple, we, if we're in a group of, you know, four or five, then we, you know, each one prays on one of those subjects for about a minute and it, and it just, so it's praying out loud because a lot of people are uncomfortable praying with others because they don't, they feel like they can't. And so, you know, it teaches them how to pray with others as well. And so it's a, it's a good formula to teach them that. And then, you know, just having a, um, a reading plan that you assign to your, to your disciples that, you know, Hey, when we meet next week, you need to have had read, you know, first John chapter one and two, and then we're going to come back Mm -hmm. and we're going to read through it together, um, line by line. And then we're going to talk about it. And so it's, it's that type Mm -hmm. of, you know, work that you would do with, with them. And, and the good thing is, is Scotty gave me permission to put all of that in my book. And so I do, I put all of that in, in my book is the big 10 discipleship plan. And, and when we were discipling, I mean, I was with him honestly for two weeks and he goes, okay, who are you discipling now? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) And he goes, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, so it's that kind of, you know, because he feels that 
you know, anybody can disciple. If you, if you've walked one more day than the person you're discipling, you can disciple. Yeah. We have a similar acronym. It's a little bit reversed. It's, we say acts. So it's like adoration too. Yeah. Yeah. Contemplation and then Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. supplication, but yeah, similar concept. Um, as we, we have, we still have a few more minutes, but I just wanted to give you a chance. Is there anything else you wanted to pull from the scripture that you really want us to take away? Like from this verse? You know, I, I think it's just, you know, we've kind of touched on all the stuff that really spoke to me, um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it was so enlightening to me that morning that, you know, I mean, it it really made me just go, I need to change my life and, and look at seriously yeah. the self-examination. And I think self-examination is, is part of our walk that we that we have to look inside ourselves to, to actually start seeing what we really need to change in order to uh, truly walk with God. Yeah, there's just there's so much beautiful thing here. And so it is interesting when you, when you picked it and you talked about how this was like kind of a conversion moment for you, like how it, you know, it, it was kind of for me and you know through that song as well and mm-hmm. and I just love how John uses similar verbiage kind of through his gospel and through this. It's just like I love that image of light and word and the the walking with God and then also with each other. So it really is and and it kind of reminds me a little bit of John 3:16 too, like right? Like mm-hmm. So like, that, again, that Christ loved us first. And, and John talks about that a lot, that like, because right. he loved us, then we can love. And if we don't, then he's, you know, we're calling him a liar. So I just think. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that morning that probably hurt the most is, it is you know, yeah. it said, I'm calling him a liar. And I went, ouch, you know, I mean, right. that's kind of when you, when you truly sit and digest on that for a minute, it's that one hurt a little bit that morning. So. Yeah. And it don't, I don't think it's like. Like it is very straightforward um, and John usually is kind of more roundabout. So I kind mm-hmm. of appreciate that he just like tells it like it is there because I do think we need to sit, sit with that. You know, I don't think it's yeah. meant to be, to be mean or harsh. I think it is just meant to be convicting and um, yeah, it's, it's the straight, I mean, it's the gospel. <laughs> That's what I looked at right, it. And, right. you know, it, it, and it, and it, you know, it goes back to what I said, self-examination and it caused me to look inside myself and, and I think, you know, that's that's one of the keys to removing the veil so that you can really hear and see God um, is, is you have to have that, you know, and I mean, even Psalm says, you know, examine my heart and, and take away anything that is not of you. So, I mean, it's throughout mm-hmm. the Bible that we, you know, then Paul's talking about renewing our mind and how, how important that is. And, you know, it just mm-hmm. it's all leading to how we can purify our walk or, or attempt to purify mm-hmm. our walk, I should say. No, it really is. I mean, John does a really good job of kind of like, you know, like I said, that John 316 is like a perfect summary. It's like Mm -hmm. the gospel in a nutshell. And I think that this verse too, you know, it's pretty much just like you need to walk with Christ. You need to get rid of your old life. And then once you you start walking with him, you can walk with others. You get rid of your sin. And that's it. You know, yep, yep. <laughs> so I, I think thank you so much for picking this verse. Um, at the end, I like to give people a chance to plug, and I know you've got your book and um, any other projects or where, where can we find you? What would you like us to check out? Well, you um, your listeners can find me at brokenredeemed.com, um, and, and uh, my book will be released on ebook uh, April 5th, and then it'll be available in every bookstore in the United States and Canada and. and United Kingdom and Australia, wherever you're listening, um, on, uh, August 16th. And so, um, the title of the book again is broken and redeemed finding freedom through complete surrender. And, um, mm-hmm. it will be available shortly, a couple of weeks. Well, actually by the time this airs, it will be available. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
So I definitely encourage everybody to check that out. Are you on social media at all? Or yeah, I'm on. I have Facebook, uh, Instagram, and it's it's uh, you know if you go to the website, all the links are there. It's probably easier to to go there and find me on social media than to because each link's a little differently because of social media that I had prior to this and everything like that. So I have yeah. to kind of, you know, so it's a little different. And they, if you go to the website, the, all the links are there though. And it's brokenandredeemed.com.com. Yep. Well, if you all would like to find out more about me and this podcast, you can find me at seven mile chats, all spelled out on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Miss Struckley one M S S T R U K E L Y one. And I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom, but you can reach out to me there. And if you'd like to be a guest, I'd love to hear from you. Give me some feedback on this podcast, talk scripture with me. Uh, but John, thank you so much for, for doing this. I appreciate it. And I love this verse that you chose. Well, thank you. And, and I'm happy I could share this with, with your listeners. Bye everyone.